the founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. I'd like to be able to... Anyway. I'm... My mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. Lose track. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I heading? I keep forgetting I'm present. Where am I? No idea. I don't think it's go, 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 shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to party. It's your birthday, we gon' sip a card and like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck, it's not your birthday. You'll find me in the club, bottle full of bub. In the club, oh yeah. Excellent segue there, Lou. I like the way you came in there with My Mind is Fried. That was uh, Joe Biden. Right into 50 Cent, a.k.a. Curtis Jackson, singing. It's your birthday. It's your birthday, Mr. President. And it was. Now, normally, if it's your birthday, Lou, people bring presents to you. But in this particular case, the President of the United States, Joe Biden, I don't know if he's in control of his mental faculties, decided to give a gift to the crown prince of Saudi Arabia and the House of Fraud, the fake phony fraudulent princes with the fake mustaches and beards with the schmatas on their head, you know, who claim they're also religious in the sands of Mecca and Medina and Saudi Arabia, where, by the way, they're anti-Semitic, they're homophobic, they're misogynistic, they're uh, (laughs) sexist, You name it, that's the Saudis. And what did Joe Biden do on his birthday? He gave blanket immunity to the crown prince of Saudi Arabia in the execution and assassination of Khashoggi, who actually had become an American citizen working for the Washington Post, ended up going to the Saudi embassy in Turkey in Ankara. And remember, they Khashoggi'd him. We still, we still haven't found, like, one wishbone of the guy's body. They chemically incinerated him after chopping him up. And the crown prince has been given immunity. There was uh, the president of the United States. He said, like he was kissing his Saudi tuchus. Go ahead, Joe. Do it again. It's a long line of presidents who have done this, Democrats and Republicans. Let's see. Let's go back to Bush 41, who hated Israel and loved the Saudis. Then there was his son, Bush 43. Oh, he loved the Saudis. Then there was Barack Hussein Obama. He bowed to the Saudis. It was Bush 43 who kissed the hand of the crown prince in Crawford, Texas. How disgusting. And then, of course, it was Donald Trump who was dancing with swords, doing the sword dance in the palazzo of the fake, phony, fraudulent princes of the House of Fraud of Saudi Arabia, And now there's finally a president who stood up to the Saudis. Remember, Lou, I was so proud of our president. We're not going to capitulate to you, no. And then he gave him a birthday present. Immunity from all prosecution and any lawsuits that would result in his ordered 
execution and assassination of Khashoggi. And he ordered it. His fingerprints are all over it. Where was he yesterday, though? The crown prince of Saudi Arabia was sitting with the emir of Qatar, the host of, uh, what do we call this, the World Cup, uh, you know, this nonsense. I mean, oh, my God. This fake, phony, fraudulent football, they spell with a U. Kickball, 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 instead of American smash mouth football. A perfect opportunity for people like Macedonian Phil and everybody else who are gold bricks and slackers normally Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, to basically do no work and watch, watch matches in the pitch between countries you can't even find on the map. I bet you if we were to test the geographical skills of Macedonian Phil, we'd say, you're watching uh, the team. Let's see, Croatia is playing who? Can you find them on the map? Duh. It's just an excuse to go break. But then all of a sudden I notice in the fixed match, the starting match of Qatar, which has never been competitive, they always hire Hessian and mercenary uh, soccer players, versus Ecuador, there was the call of goal. All right, they haven't taken over yet, Lou. Uh, You know, eventually with all these illegal aliens dribbling a soccer ball across the border from Texas into the United States, they'll eventually take over. Soccer will eventually be the number one sport. But it ain't number one now. It's smash mouth football, baseball, and basketball. And every time there's a World Cup, they try to convince us. Oh, soccer. Oh, yeah, you'll see. It'll soon be the sport of a new generation. Not. They brainwash all the kids because it's a game in which you can put everybody on the pitch and they run up and down and they knock themselves out and they run out of breath. And you give everybody trophies afterwards, as you say. And the score of the match, nil-nil. Zero-zero. Oh, so exciting. So exciting. Anyway, it caused me to digress. So they called that goal back because the fix is in. I mean, there was the Qatarian emir. He was sitting up in the stands holding the hands of the crown prince of Saudi Arabia a year ago that they were at each other's throats. Now, let me correct me if I'm wrong, Lou. Uh, if you're caught being a homosexual in either Qatar or Saudi Arabia, they chop your head off, right? And here they were holding hands, and they might as well have been kissing and lip-locking. My God. Did you see it up there? The Amir of Qatar, that crook. And the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, that crook. And the head of FIFA, from FIFA, I smell the tochus of a drunk Englishman, although there's no beer, no beer, no beer, no lager. Oh, God. I, I, really? really? It felt. Would you stop watching uh, the games of countries you can't even find on a map. Stop it. Let's get back to what's really serious here. And that's the other thing that hipsters and millennials, Generation X, Y, and Z are totally into. Cryptocurrency and the cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers and the Bitcoin bandits and the blockchain criminals. Yesterday, finally, the competitor... To a man who crashed and burned, yet everybody believed so much in him. They said, oh, my God, there's Jesus Christ, there's God the Father, and there's, uh, oh, yeah. (laughs) 
There he is. I hope he looks my way. Sam Bankman Freed. Never trust anybody with three names. FTX has imploded. They had $30 billion of assets, they said. $18 billion Sam, the man Bankman Freed, has absconded with. We don't know if he's in Dubai yet where they launder money in the Middle East and the Persian Gulf. It's the Switzerland of the Persian Gulf and Middle East. Or if he's doing his last tango in Buenos Aires in Argentina as he continues to seat a country with no extradition with the United States. And so Zhao was his number one investor. His Zhao is the competitor to FTX, Binance. He might well be a toy of Emperor Xi. Emperor for life of Red China. And so he went on uh, CNBC Squawk Box. And wait till you hear what he said about his very dear friend, Sam Bankman Freed. On a very personal basis, how do you think about Sam? And, and the reason I ask is I think at some point, obviously, you were friends. You were his original investor in all of this. Can you fathom that yeah. he lied to you like this, if that's the case? Yeah, so I'm very shocked that I, I obviously did not know him until about a week or so ago. Um, so I'm, I'm just shocked. Um, I'm, I'm shocked that, you know, he lied to everybody. You didn't know him till a week ago? I didn't know what kind of person. I didn't know that he lied to everybody until a week, a week ago. He didn't know him until a week ago? He's the number one investor in FTX. He was visiting the crown prince of Saudi Arabia to get billions invested in Binance. When Sam Bankman-Fried was making the same pitch, it's the very reason he withdrew all of his investment in FTX, cashed in his bitcoins, and he caused the entire FTX to implode. What a liar, man. Lock this guy up. And then he went on to tell even more lies in an unregulated business that Eric Adams, swagger man, and the mayor of Miami, the Republican Suarez, said, should not be regulated at all. Just just one big house of cards um, across the board, CZ. And I, I, I'm sure that you don't think it's a house of cards, but uh, do we push the time frame out for when it happens? Um, I think, well, first of all, I, I, as you said, I don't think it's a house of cards. Um, there are fundamental technologies that are much better than the tools we had to transact, to raise money, to do uh, global payments, et cetera. So there's a fundamental technologies that are much better than the tools we had before. So it's definitely not a house, uh, a house of cards. Um, at the same time, I'm not very good at price predictions. Um, I don't do those things. Um, I think there are smarter people out there that seem to have some formula to predict it, and I don't believe those things anyway. So um, uh, I think fundamentally, though, uh, if we look at the industry five years, ten years from now, the industry will be much, much bigger. Wow, he's blaming it on people smarter than him now, right? You know, Lou, when I hear that voice and I look at his image on CNBC Squawk Box, yow. he reminds me of the many supervillains in the James Bond series, right? He could fit the bill for that. And then he went on to lie more about cryptocurrency and it being a safe investment. Um, I think reg- regulations could minimize some of the problems. But when a person lies, uh, when, when there's a bad player that just want to do bad things, regulations doesn't prevent it. Uh, having banning guns doesn't doesn't mean that some no one will just take a gun and shoot somebody. Um, that's just one person going crazy or lying or just a bad player. So I think regulations will help, but it will not eliminate this this problem. So we shouldn't blame this problem on, on, on any single person other than Sam. Um, but everybody in the industry do share a bit of a responsibility. Oh, they share a bit of responsibility and notice appealing to an American audience saying it's not guns that kill, it's people who kill. 
lock them up. Anyway, nobody has taken up the challenge. I have indicated that as the coronation of Hakeem Jeffries, congressman from Brooklyn, continues to become the majority leader of the Democrats in the House, replacing Nancy Pelosi, who exited stage left. Nobody has dared ask him about his uncle, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, the most virulent anti-Semite ever to exist in New York City. That's saying a lot. Tenured professor at City University, chairman of Black Studies, in which he went on rants and raves and still does. He's still alive about the Jews and, oh, yeah, the slave trade that they control through Amsterdam. Where do you want to start? Do you want to go to Amsterdam and get a book by Jonathan Israel on European Jewry in the Age of Mercantilism, 1550 to 15, 1550 to 1750? And there's a picture of the Amsterdam Synagogue, which was the center of slave trading for the Dutch. Amsterdam became a leading port in this period of time for slaving. And it was around the synagogue. And, by the way, he wrote 10 books as a tenured professor for City University, chairman of Black Studies, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, uncle of Hakeem Jeffries, on his way potentially to becoming third in the line of ascension if he ever becomes Speaker of the House. And he mentored him in this hate, this anti-Semitism, and believing that white people were crackers. Dr. Leonard Jeffries was intending to put this into the curriculum of the Department of Education, dumbest organization ever. We are now preparing the 10 volumes dealing with the Jewish relationship with the black community in reference to slavery. So we can put it in the school system. So we can put it in the school system. My God. Where are the reporter skills of the fourth estate? This guy is getting a coronation and... Hakeem Jeffries, the congressman, has never had to answer the question. Were you influenced by your uncle's hate speech, calling whites crackers, calling Jews uh, the ones who controlled slavery? You traveled with your uncle, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, many times to Egypt, where he gave lectures about the Nubian people, the blacks who came from the Sudan before Christ B.C. And you believe that nonsense? Do you renounce him? Dr. Leonard Jeffries is still alive, probably still spilling this bile out of his mouth. And nobody has the coolions, the chutzpah, the huevos, to stand up and ask him the question. Same that was asked to Barack Obama. Remember, he was running for president against John McCain. And finally, he had to address the Reverend Wright issue. Reverend Wright, who every week in the south side of Chicago would talk about ice people and sun people, ice people being us, the crackers, sun people being African-Americans. And what did Barack Obama said? Hey, for 10 years, I never knew he was saying that, even though he was front row with Michelle for 10 years. Hakeem Jeffries must address this. Who's man or woman enough in the press corps to ask him these questions? New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC.
Lou, this has to become the theme song every time uh, that Sid Rosenberg, who's was quelling, quelling, then he quetches, quells, then he quetches. Our morning guy, 6 to 10, Monday through Fridays. He's either quelling or quetching. But every time you mention Eric Adams' name, the swagger man with no plan, he quells. He quells. Oh, he's so excited, the groupie that he has become. Now, Lou, let's be perfectly honest. As Eric Adams told him on Friday, you're my favorite morning show. You know that. You know that, Sid. You really think that's true, or is it Charlemagne the God, you know, in the Breakfast Club? Huh? Come on. Let's get real here. I mean, Sid is getting two for toots, two head over heels. In fact, let's go to this morning show that I listened to intently as Eric Adams was talking about his newfound love for Eric Adams. In fact, in fact when I think about it, rationally, you know, I'm not, I have no skin in this game, of course, nothing. He may be. Uh, he may have gone past Ed Koch now, as the greatest mayor ever in the history. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah, talk about medicated today. You need it. What? <laughs> Just say to make that statement. Well, he's, I'm, I, he's not there yet. I said he's inching his way towards there. Right. Well, it's... give him a little time. Okay. Right. But he's well on his way. Inching. <laughs> he's thing. doing some great things here today. What? Well, what is he doing? What is he doing other than having dinner? With Sid Rosenberg and his wife, Danielle, what has he done? Oh, my God, he's head over heels for Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. And how does he juxtaposition this, Lou, with the fact that he's trying to arrange, do a shidduck with our colleague, Michael Maticic, Rudy Giuliani, to have a sit-down with Rudy Giuliani and Eric Adams. And there on the stage of the National Action Hate Network of Al Slim Shady Sharpton Saturday, was Eric Adams looking like the cat that swallowed Tweety Bird as Al Slim Shady Sharpton was attacking Rudy Giuliani. I saw the same distortions made on David Dinkins when he was the mayor of New York, the first black mayor. And I'm seeing the same trend. In the media and among some who called themselves progressives that attacked Dinkins with misinformation that are attacking this mayor. And we went for it. Some of us in the black community, we went for it, saying Dave Dinkins played tennis too much, like something wrong with staying in shape, or that he shouldn't have had on tuxedos, like he's supposed to go to a formal affair in blue jeans. And we inadvertently, in our passion, beat him down to where the results was we got Rudy Giuliani. We got Rudy Giuliani. Best thing that ever happened in the city. Did Eric Adams uh, then speak on behalf of the fact that Rudy Giuliani was a better mayor, better on law and order? Like he said back when Rudy Giuliani was mayor and Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, said uh, that Rudy was a better mayor than his pal, his mentor, David Dinkins, because Dinkins was soft on crime and Rudy was a brick. How quickly they forget. Hey, 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 Lou, do you think that... uh, you think that Eric Adams is going to side with Al Slim Shady Sharpton or his newfound friend and the love affair that Sid Rosenberg has with him? <laughs> you figure that out. 
And just remember, I'm torpedoing this uh, potential sit-down with uh, Rudy Giuliani and uh, with Eric Adams, like I did the other day when I escorted Rudy in, and I told him what the deal was, and it was evident by what he was saying on his program that you can hear Monday through Fridays from 3 to 4. And yesterday, oh, yeah, Lou, did you see the picture that was posted when I was escorting in my Kumbadichich, Rudy Giuliani, into uh, the studios here at WABC? I grabbed him before he came in, and I lobbied him against this uh, sit-down meeting that uh, Sid is arranging with Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan. And I had an impact, because yesterday on Rudy's show, this is what he said about Eric Adams. And this is what he said about me that may well deep six any chance of a sit down that Sid is arranging as the kingmaker here at WABC. Now, Kathy Hochul, and I'm supposed to have dinner with Adams, but that's not going to stop me. And Adams, who was going to solve crime in New York, oh, well, Monday is the day to always check on these people who seem to like criminals, including Adams more than they like, and, and gets a free pass from the, uh, even from the New York Post, who helped elect Adams over Curtis Sliwer. Thank you, New York Post, for crime being up 30% and the subways being a frickin' disaster. Absolutely. Perfectly said. Now, Lou, do you think that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is going to meet with Rudy after that statement? <laughs> I did my job, Sid. I lobbied him well because remember, if you go back to the Godfather, what the Godfather said about whoever arranged a meeting with Barzini is ultraditor. Now listen, whoever comes to you with this Barzini meeting, he's a traitor. Don't forget that. Lou, could that be Sid Rosenberg? Well, if the shoe fits where it's Sid, especially if it's a Ferragamo shoe that Eric Adams loves. I think Sid realizes that sit-down ain't going to happen based on what Sharpton said on Saturday and how Eric Adams was applauding it as he condemned Rudy Giuliani. Anyway, I noticed Sid was on a new tangent. Uh, uh, He was uh, now kvetching about the fact that he had to work this Friday. Well, congratulations, Phil. I hope you're happy now. Phil just put me in a horrible mood this morning. I was cold anyway and tired to begin with, and the Giants stink. And the, So I was already in not such a great mood to begin with, even though it is Thanksgiving week, and it is my favorite holiday coming up on Thursday, but Phil just put me in a wretched mood. I mean, wretched. It's not my fault. Don't blame it on it me. It is your fault. Well, I had no idea that all of you were going to be off, every one of you, and then I go to Deb Valentine, and you off, she goes, yeah. I go, well, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. And again, I don't want to aggravate anybody else at this station. I really don't. It's a great station. But there's nobody at this station like me, not Curtis, not anybody. I run this ship. I leave, shut the lights. And if that sounds arrogant, I don't care. I'm sick of being Mr. Nice Guy. Everybody else is great. You're great. You're great. Nonsense. I'm great. And um, it doesn't make any sense that I'm the only guy working on Friday. It doesn't make any sense. How is that possible? Lou. Lou, what a cat out. You know, on Thursday with uh, Danielle and his family, he's going to be sitting down and having capon, which is a castrated rooster, because he's castrated, like all Jewish men to their Jewish wives. 
you know, they're, they're little they're little pishers at home. They're shrubby. They're nebbishy. And then he comes on the air. Hey, macho, what do I got to work for? Does he not realize, Lou, I'm working two shifts on Friday? Does he not realize I'm working on Thanksgiving as I do every year for all the shut-ins who have no family, who have no friends, and the only friend they have is radio? By the way, tomorrow, Macedonian Phil and Lou, if he continues to kvetch, tell him Curtis will do his shift. <laughs> and I may not give it back. Anyway, I noticed that Sid Rosenberg was absent from Barclays Center last night, Atlantic Avenue, downtown Brooklyn. For the rebirth, the resurrection of the anti-Semite Kyrie Irving, who did his mea copas, mea copas, mea maxima copas. I noticed that on one side, Lou, there was Rabbi Joe Potasnik. He loves the Celtics, Seinfeld. Larry David, Howard Stern, big basketball fans. They were waving the Israeli flags, trying to give it to Kyrie Irving. He wouldn't take it. And on the other side, it was Kanye, a.k.a. Farrakhan, uh, Dave Chappelle, and Jalen Brown. Right? Isn't he the vice president of the NBA Players Union? Right? The guard for the Celtics? It broke Rabbi Joe Potasnik's heart. But anyway, this is what started it off, the march of the anti-Semites. Remember how we had to live with this for weeks when Kyrie Irving was saying what the black Hebrew Israelites were saying outside, 300 of them demonstrating in support of Kyrie, that he can't be an anti-Semite. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Hmm. And then outside, his homeboys were protesting as they were shivering their tuchuses, the black Hebrew Israelites, 300 strong. Six million of them the Holocaust. Are you saying the Holocaust is a joke? It's a joke. That's right. That's right. Don't you dare. Don't you The Holocaust is a joke. That's right. The Holocaust is a joke. Holocaust is a joke, and then they went on to call those who uh, died in the Holocaust crackers. Hmm. And then, of course, there was the return of Kanye West to Twitter. He was like, surprised. Is anybody out there? His first tweet, is anybody out there? And let's face it, he will not surrender. He will not retreat from loving Hitler, the Nazis, and loving being an anti-Semite. The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. (laughs) I can't say that. He's back on Twitter. Welcome, Kanye, and your anti-Semitism. And then, of course, sitting there courtside. The screwy Louis Farrakhan who started all this crap a long time ago for this new generation of black anti-Semites. Long before the black Hebrew Israelites were screaming at you white crackers in the streets and you fake Jews, you Ashkenazis and Sephardics. There he sat courtside and in his uh, dulcet tones he was saying this. You did the same thing to me. I've tried to have meetings with you. Let's dialogue about this. You don't want to dialogue with me. You want to dialogue with somebody that you know you can put down because of the power you have over them by giving them a contract and money that you can take from them. Mm. 
they say or do anything that you don't like. So there was Shkui Louis Farrakhan, and then he accused Kyrie of being on the leash of his Jewish masters. You brought him out of college and high school and gave them a contract. You gave them a contract because you saw their talent. Haven't they made money for you all? So now you sign them up. And then Adidas comes by and Nike comes by and gives them a lot of money that they don't see. You have them on a leash. Let me tell you something, Jews out there. You love basketball, there's no doubt about it. Without you buying tickets, having to take a reverse mortgage and a payday loan as Basketball fans get held up here either for the Brooklyn Nets across the river or here Madison Square Garden for the Knicks. Just don't go play. Don't go. Don't pay. And there'll be 20% of the Tuchuses in the stands, and they'll never be, never be able to survive. Don't. Don't give in to this. Because if you do give in, just take a menorah and impale yourself. Speaking of anti-Semitism. I just confronted Noam Layden, our crackerjack news director, and other news directors all over the city. They had a press conference today at City Hall, very serious situation, as two guys were caught in Penn Station planning to attack Jews at some unknown synagogue, probably in Midtown. And they were caught by those uh, members, I think, of the MTA police, or it may have been Amtrak police or Port Authority police, I'm not quite sure. And they were being honored as they should. The main culprit was Christopher Brown, 22, who uh, tweeted that he was going to buy a gun and shoot up a synagogue and die. That's by a suicide of the cops. But I noticed the very first day when they published the photo of the other guy, I looked at him and the way I always profile people, I've been told, Lou, I should not profile people. But I do. That's how I survive. I said, that second guy, he looks Jewish. Can he be anti-Semitic if he's a Jew? Was it a self-hating Jew? It's like, remember, Jesse Jackson years ago said, blacks cannot be racist because they're a minority. What happens when your own peeps, Matthew Mayer, who was the partner of Christopher Brown, who actually went to Pennsylvania with a guy named Jay to purchase the gun for this screwball and anti-Semite and white supremacist Christopher Brown out in Long Island, He was his partner. They had swastikas in their possession when they were caught in Penn Station. And then all of a sudden, his relatives, relatives of Matthew Maher, the Jewish participant of the two, and all of a sudden, his relatives, a guy named Stuart Rubenstein, who is Maher's maternal grandfather. I never figured he would get involved in something like this. He's Jewish, you know. It's unbelievable. I don't know how he got involved. The other kid was more involved, meaning Christopher Brown, the Gentile. The other kid must have talked him into it. Must have talked him into it? Rubenstein said Mayer's paternal grandfather was a Holocaust survivor. So I'm wondering, I'm going to have to call up to Rabbi Joe Potashnik. Can a Jew be an anti-Semite? Because this was part of the cabal. And how come it's like they don't even talk about this guy? It's it's only the other guy. Hey, it took two to tango, and one of these guys was Jewish. Could we please edify that in our future newscast here? 
at WABC and all throughout the tri-state area. Please, for edification's sake. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Glory, glory, hallelujah. This is the fight song of the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia Bulldogs well on their way to a national championship. They're 11-0 and and 8-0 in the Southeast Conference. And uh, Alabama, the Crimson Tide, not this year. Ain't going to happen. So now, Herschel Walker is Mr. Football in Georgia. A lot of people don't realize before Macedonia, the degenerate gambler on everything sports, was birthed. Herschel Walker, if I remember correctly, um, he won a national championship for the Georgia Bulldogs in 1980 and then won the Heisman Trophy in 1982. Then went on to play for the New Jersey Generals in the Meadowlands, Donald Trump. Uh, own the New Jersey Generals in the, uh, what was that, the USFL, right? USFL, I think. I think that was it. But the point is, it has now been announced today that Governor Kemp, who would not campaign side-by-side with Herschel Walker in the primary process, will now come out and support Herschel Walker and campaign with him side-by-side. Meantime, Barack Obama, the Mashiach of the Democratic Party, is coming out December 1st. And he will be campaigning with uh, Reverend uh, Warlock. He's Warlock to me, not Warnock. And then uh, I believe the runoff uh, is on December 6th. But Herschel Walker said something over the weekend. I know Sid, uh, even though um, Sid is uh, into a super sports spectacular, he remembers going to uh, um, MetLife Stadium and watching uh, Herschel Walker play for the New Jersey Generals. I know he's no fan of Herschel Walker, but... For any of you out there who had any doubts, like I've had doubts about Herschel, I want you to listen to this uh, rant that he gave on the campaign trail. And maybe, uh, Macedonia Phil, maybe you can try to translate for me. Oh, you ever watch a stupid movie late at night, hoping it's going to get better, don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? Because the other night, the other night I was watching this movie, I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night, but it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires are cool people, are they not? But I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? I never knew that, so I didn't want to be a vampire anymore. I wanted to be a werewolf. But then, anyway, as I'm watching this movie, and then you can tell how stupid it is because it's 1 in the morning. So I'm watching my TV. Are these kids watching their TV or a vampire kill on their TV? So you know it's kind of stupid, but I'm still watching, though. As I'm watching this show, what was funny, these kids had a vampire in their attic at their house. So they were watching their TV. Now, I'm watching my TV. as They're watching their TV, or they see the vampire killer on their TV. So they win this contest to bring this actor. Now, y'all got to stay with me. Bring this actor who's a vampire killer from that TV to get rid of this real-life vampire in their attic. So as this actor comes to their home, he got all the right stuff. He got all the right stuff because, you know, got to have a state and got to have a thing to, to kill him in the heart. And he got a necklace of garlic because that worked. I don't know what it does, but it worked. You got to have a cross because it burns. I know that worked. And then all of a sudden, this is what was so funny about it. As they're walking through the house... This, 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 this guy's got the holy water. He's blessing the house, this actor. Now, he's all fake. He's blessing the house with his holy water. They walked upstairs, and this vampire looking real good in this black suit.
And because I'm a Republican, I have to support this guy. Oh, my God.